All right. Welcome to Semper Sometimes with Benny. And today I have the whole crew uh, pretty much from Irreverent <laughs> Warriors. Um, one actually in the house. Um, thanks for driving out. I really appreciate that, Mark. Pleasure. And, um, and then I have Dan and then I have Ryan um, with us from the the nonprofit um, <clears throat> Irreverent Warriors. So I'm just, first of all, I just want to say thank you to all three of you for making the time and taking the time to do this with me. And Dan, for reaching out and making it happen. Um, it just means the world to me because without nonprofits like yourself, I don't have a podcast. Besides running my suck about random crap, this is the reason why I started it. So just thank you guys so much for coming out. And I really appreciate it. Um, so really what I wanted to start out with just was just everybody having an understanding of who Irreverent Warriors is and also what you guys do to be a part of it. So I guess we can just round robin from the jump, just understanding what each part of your, what role is each for each of you. And then we'll just go from there to understand as well. Okay. Uh, so my name is Mark Herzog. Uh, I'm one of nine national coordinators actually we together we're not the whole crew we're a third of the crew oh, wow. uh, <laughs> um, so the mission of irreverent warriors is to bring veterans together using humor and camaraderie to improve mental health and prevent veteran suicide um, and it's uh it, it started in 2015 with um uh someone named donnie o'malley uh, who was losing brothers from his unit left and right uh, to suicide and said, I need to do something about this. So he was living out in California at the time. And he said, you know what, I'm going to try and get as many buddies together as I can. And we're just going to hike the beach and drink and wear silkies and combat boots. And it'll be funny. And, you know, he just wanted to try and, you know, use humor to, to keep his buddies alive. And word of this kind of caught like wildfire. And before we knew it, we had, you know, hikes springing up throughout the country. Hey, this is a great idea. Let's do this. And, and it was a great thing. Uh, and, you know, it, it kind of went um, a little bit like the Wild West for, for a couple of years until about 2017, 2018, when we said, you know what, we have a legitimate movement going on. We need to, you know, really organize and help this grow because we're creating support networks. Um, and so, you know, we, we expanded, uh, you know, in our first uh, leadership conference, uh, what, four years ago, uh, we had 35 leaders in the same room. Uh, in this past year, we had uh, close to what, 120, Dan, Ryan? Yeah, it was more like 130. Almost, 130. Yeah. 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 So we are, uh, growing at an exponential, uh, you know, pace. Um, and, and our primary mission is not to bring awareness. We're all aware of what the problem is, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? We, we have, you know, buddies left and right suiciding. Um, so we know what the problem is. What we're trying to do is actively create that support network uh, that's going to keep our, our brothers and sisters alive. Okay. Wow. So how did, how did you get involved in it? Like, how did you find yourself here right now? <laughs> so, uh, I served in the Navy from, uh, 94, uh, to 2001. I got out right before September 11th. And, um, on September 11th, I was actually going to college. I was at Penn state. Uh, and as soon as I saw what was going on, 
I walked down to the recruiter to update my recall information. Uh, and they kind of laughed at me. They, you know, back then the internet wasn't what it is today. And it was, uh, it, you know, they had no idea the severity of what was going on. Oh, wow. uh, so they kind of laughed at me and said, don't worry, if we need you, we'll find you. Uh, and for the next 15 years, I sat regretting the fact that I didn't fight harder to get back in. Um, a lot of my shipmates went over, not everybody came back. Mm. Um, and here I was floundering in the civilian world. Um, and in 2016, one of my, uh, one of my friends, uh, in Pennsylvania actually said, Hey, uh, my husband was a corpsman, which I didn't know at the time, actually. Uh, and you know, he's going to be going to the suicide prevention hike in Philadelphia. It was the first one in Philly. Uh, and she invited me out to stay with them and go to the hike. And, um, and I, I found my people. I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats. It was amazing. Um, and, and the funny story is they actually wound up getting divorced. And I speak to him, you know, a lot more yeah. often than I ever spoke to her. Oh, wow. So he's, he's, he's my buddy. Wow. Right. In, in every sense. Yeah. Um, he's my support system. Yeah. Um, and I've since attended 19 hikes uh, oh, wow. with with another six or seven planned for me personally this year. Um, and I it, I credit IW with saving both my life and my marriage because I was a, a you know, a, a full blown asshole mm. to my family. Uh but with this emotional support and helping me be who I was trained to be and who I became mm -hmm. um, in, in a way that's not always accepted in the civilian world. Mm -hmm. uh, so it gives me that outlet to be me. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it's, it's invaluable. It's, it has absolutely saved my life. Wow. So how do you, I've never been, unfortunately, to a hike. Every time I want to go to the New York one, it's during drill well so. <laughs> good news there's going to be a jersey shore hike this year yes too. i heard dan yeah. told me i was like let's go <laughs> um so my so a question really would be how do you having been to you said 19 at this point yes uh, having been to these like not only being someone who works for the company right but how does it feel go like you said that you credit a lot of your like you still being here your husband your, your marriage and everything to it but what is it doing for you that you feel that way? Like, what is it? Like, what does it feel like? Is it a euphoric thing? Is it camaraderie? Is it? Yes. Like, what's so? Sorry, no. I just flat out cut you off. <laughs> um, one of the great things about our hikes, and I know Dan and Ryan can attest to this as well, um, is that there are so many stories and experiences that show up at our hikes. Mm. Um, that no matter what you've seen or done, chances are there's someone else who relates to you. Uh, so you can find someone. It doesn't matter the craziest shit you've ever thought of, right? Someone else knows exactly how you feel. Someone's done what you've done and seen what you've seen and, and been there. Yeah. Uh, and so you can relate. Um, and, you know, there, there's no greater feeling than that. And... You know, not all of us have PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, not all of us have experienced combat. Yeah. We've all, you know, felt loss. We've all felt um, not accepted. Mm -hmm. And this is the, the ultimate no judgment zone. Yeah. 
So it's it's just these are my people. Mm. I like I like that. These are my people. I love it. So what about what about you guys on the the other end? I don't want to keep staring at the guy who's right next to me. So, yeah, so Dan, okay. how did you find yourself involved with the Irreverent Warriors? And also, like he said, you know, what has it done for you mentally, physically, emotionally? Um, why do you stick around? Like, how did you find yourself working with the company? Yeah. Um, so in, um, I lost my uncle in 2005 uh, to suicide. Oh. And, you know, when you think about, I look back on my family history and things, I, I really like my uncle, like if it's, if it's possible to have two dads, he was my second dad. And it was, it was just, it, it was heartbreaking, you know, and I, I probably didn't respond to it then the way I kind of feel about it now. Mm. Um, but, you know, our whole family uh, really suffered from that, from that context. And he was the reason why I joined the Marine Corps. Um, and it was, you know, I had been out or, or I should, I wasn't out, but I, I was in for a bit. And, and I just remember he and I having like a really cool bond, you know, being Marines and be able to talk about the Marine Corps. And, and he was a, um, three time Vietnam veteran, um, who uh, we found out much later after the fact, um, was part of the origination of Marine recon. Right. So it wasn't a thing then. And um, we, we found pictures of him that were in not traditional uh, military gear. Wow. And he was consistently in pictures with Viet Cong and, and various Vietnamese uh, soldiers. And we, you know, we started showing him the people. And I actually reached out to Black Rifle Coffee when they released um, one of their series coffees for, for the special forces. And I said, hey, um, you know, my uncle, I, we don't think he was regular forces, da, da, da. Long story short, um, there were four or five individuals after I had talked to the to the member and said, hey, here's here's what I know about my uncle. Can you help me? And they confirmed it. Um, so there were people out there in the community that helped confirm who he was. And I was just awestruck wow. uh, by that fact, right? So I know that he didn't have the best experience when you, when you talk about um, – you know, your traditional service in the military, right? And yeah. um, he did talk to me about a really bad situation where his entire platoon um, was, was taken out. Uh, so I know that, and, and you know, but that that just, that's just the story, right? That, that, that shaped, and I think there's a lot of people out there that, that can understand that right, in some sort of context. Uh, I mean, mine's a little bit different, man. Um, like Mark said, I never saw true combat. I, I wasn't a combat guy. Yeah. Um, I, I was an aviator in Quantico. Um, and on 9-11, um, I was supposed to respond to the Pentagon at 930. Uh, if you guys know your time and history of what happened there. I think it was about 937 is when the plane struck the uh, Pentagon. I would have been in the direct flight path of that plane and I would have been dead. So... Um, it's really, really eerie to think about that. And that, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm better with it now, but of course, you know, start to put those things together. Like what the, what the hell, man? Like what, you know, was I supposed to be here in the first place? And yeah, phase on you and I get it. And trust me, I get it. There, there are probably several of your, your folks watching this, like, oh, this dude didn't see shit. And I get it. Um, but it, it, but it still isn't cool. Like when you think about, 
like what that was and and um, yeah. so it just it eats at you and then like i never really fit in with other social outlets um even professionally you know, i think i do a pretty good job professionally but um it, you just like you just don't fit in so yeah. uh and i think that's what iw has really given me is just that uh that like mark said that connection that um yeah that's true belonging and yeah that's Bro, what I, it is I, I can identify with that so much because like i just i got off recruiting duty a year ago so for the past, I was on recruiting for four years. So I got off of active duty and then went back to the reserve program. And now I'm back in the civilian world. And it is so hard for me to even talk to anybody at my job or even to find anything remotely like where I say things that I think are hysterical. And they're like, huh. And it's like, yeah. you know, so it's like, okay, so the camaraderies, they're not there. The, the, our, our comedy values aren't there because I'm a really funny guy. But if you don't think so, there's a problem. But, you know, so it's, it, you know, so that's a huge thing. Like, But, like, when I have times like this, like, you know, even though, like, right now it's so sick that you're here. But, like, if it was just us two, I would still feel like you guys were here. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. last week I did, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, Leatherneck for Life. But they're a Marine Corps apparel company. And I ended up, they have an Instagram that I follow that has like 70,000 followers. So I ended up becoming friends together. And then he started a dart league virtually on Instagram. So we, last weekend, I just started playing darts and it was, I was here. He's in New Hampshire. The scorekeeper was in South Carolina and we were just playing darts for two hours, talking about PTSD, drinking beer and and it, we had 700 people literally come through the live feed throughout the two hours. And people were talking about, like, we had a Vietnam veteran come on live with us and talk about what he was going through, talk about what he had seen, and talk about how he's a loner and he and how he doesn't really yep. talk to anybody. But he, he caught this live feed, and now he's sitting here watching us for two hours just play darts and joke about the Marine Corps and talk about PTSD and, and some other mental, you know, and talk about being a parent and – you know, how do you deal with having PTSD while being a father? Like, how do you explain that to your children? So, yeah. like, it was just, it was just such an awesome thing. And like you said, like, these are my people. Like, finding that tribe, you know, finding those people that you want, that you can actually be yourself around. Because, let's face it, like, a lot of us, you know, we don't have that anymore. And, you know, especially with COVID, you don't have the ability to do the things that you were doing. And that's why suicides went back to skyrocketing. And then all this stuff was happening. So first of all, thank you for, you know, for just getting down to that level and explaining like, hey, this is how I feel about stuff. Because mm-hmm. when you do that, people, other people open up and they're like, well, I'm not the only one. Because like yeah. you said, both of you, a lot of people feel like that. A lot of people feel like, oh, well, I can't go to these things because I've never deployed or I've never seen combat or whatever. And then a lot of people feel like, oh, well, I'm lesser than or my service doesn't mean right. as much because I didn't go overseas or I didn't lose anybody, you know? So a lot of it's such a hard conversation to have for some people. So it's awesome that you guys do what you do and that this is how, it, so how did you find yourself getting involved with, with, with irreverent warriors and, and what, and then, and also what is irreverent warriors? Like what has it done for you? 
Yeah, sure. So um, I found Irreverent Warriors in 2016. So this was a year after they had established. And uh, Tom Jorts, I always give him props because uh, he's one of our OGs, like way back in the day. Um, he was one of the coordinators for uh, DC. Um, I'm in the Washington, DC area. And I, I met up with him. I couldn't get to that first hike. So my first hike was technically in 2017. Um, and I, uh, my friend, Tony, um, actually, who was the previous DC coordinator, uh, invited me, Tony King. And um, he, he was a good friend of mine. He was a former enlisted guy in the Marine Corps, became a captain. Um, just said, hey, man, why don't you come out? You know, it's a bunch of devil dogs and, you know, vets just coming out and wearing silkies and just, you know, having fun. I was like, that sounds great. Let's do it. Um, you know, but then you, you go on the hike and it's just an amazing journey, if you will, of, of just, I don't know. It, it's really, I, everybody has to experience it for themselves to understand what it really means. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it, it, like we said, it, it's really just, you, you feel like you fit um, and it, you feel like you belong and it's just really different from anything probably that most people have experienced when they go to different veteran events or things like that. Right. Cause there's, you're right, Benny, there's always that, um, whatever type of event, there's always like, Oh, well, I'm not this, or I'm not that. Yeah. And, and we don't do any of that. We don't care. Um, we care that you served in the military and, yeah. um, like our, our veteran definition, we have a veteran definition. It's a little bit different than most. Um, it, but it's basically, as long as you're a veteran, we don't care. And we even include foreign service veterans in that. So we've had hikes with foreign service officers um, and many, but I mean, to the second part, how has it made me different and a better person? Um, that's still to be seen. <laughs> um, I, I, but, but, I, but I agree with Mark. Like what he said is, you know, I'm a dad. I have two kids. Um, there is shit that I do not want to tell them. Um but I think eventually I, I need to. Mm. Um, so I, I just, you know, like in a sense, I just hope it makes me a better dad. That's really it, man. Uh, and a better husband, of course. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think as, as any marriage, you have your ups and downs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just, it makes me care more about my time with them. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's, you know, that's the point, right? Because we start seeing people go way yeah. too soon. Yeah. And that's, that sucks really bad. So, um, I guess it just gives a perspective mm. you know, as a dad and as a father and, uh, just wants, makes me want to be better. Yeah. You know, you know however that is. And, uh, it's not going to be perfect, but I'll sure as I'll try. So, yeah. Awesome. And I, I love that you said that because like, that's a huge thing that I've been talking about lately. Um, with the veteran community is that there's a lot of people that are lack their, like they're, they're, they're like, they're in the marriage, they're a husband, they're a father, but it, but they're not emotionally connected to their children or their family. And like, I have a friend of mine that I recently um, was talking to and that conversation came up. He was like, dude, like I have, I have a 17 year old son. I have children. I have a wife. And he was like, I'm just not emotionally connected to them. He's like, I can get on a podcast and I can talk to you for three to four hours about anything. 
But he was like, if I sit next to my wife, it's like a three minute conversation, and then we're done, and I'm out the door. And and I'm like, and and it's and 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 these are even to the point where now, his wife is even saying that to him, like, hey, you can go and have this full on conversation with Marines on a podcast, but you can't have the same conversation with children or with with your family. What's what you know? So I think that I I think when when I hear you talking about you know being a better father, being a better husband. The same thing with you saying, like, oh, the Reverend Warriors has saved my marriage, saved my life. I think that a huge part of it is that there's so many veterans that are so disconnected and they don't understand that they're not the only one dealing with that. There's a lot of people because let's face it, like, you know, we're Marines, you're in the Navy, and I don't know, Ryan, what branch were you in? He's a doc. <laughs> I was a confused sailor. <laughs> so like so we're we're taught to to not feel emotion. We're taught to not, you know, yeah. if you do, you know, bring emotion into things, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hit. You know, hey, you can't allow these things to happen. So a lot of the conversation that I've been having, especially with the infantry guys, the MARSOC, the recon guys, like the guys who are really out there, you know, that are literally, you know, escaping fire and all this stuff. It's like, okay, well, I was taught for years that I cannot show emotion and I can't do this. But now you want me to do that as a father, as a husband. And it's like, well, how do I do that? I don't know how to do that, you know, and, and I've suppressed that part of me, you know, and, and that's a huge thing that I've been beginning to talk about because just a lot of people don't talk about it. Like, you know, and, I, and even like even without being in the military, like my father, my father's never been in the military, never stepped foot in the military. But in my whole entire life, I've never had a conversation about the things that my dad struggled with because he was taught men don't struggle. Men don't have emotion. You're gonna yep. just f it. You're just gonna figure it the f out, and you're gonna move on, and and that's like today's culture. And now, okay, well now we're having people that are getting risen up and, and that are growing up, and they're lacking fathers, they're lacking emotional people in their lives, and now we're seeing the the dividends pay out. And it's like, okay, well, what are we gonna do to be different, and how do we do that? And but why? Do, but then at the same time, how do we? You know, this is something that I struggle with. I have a son. It's like, okay, well, how do I? How do I explain to him how to be manly while being emotional? Like, how do you, how do you do that? And it, it, it's such a hard thing, but I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that's like, Hey, like we got to figure out how to be better dads and better husbands. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... So, um, <clears throat> so Ryan, how did, how did you find yourself in this beautiful uh, organization? <laughs> I, I have a different path than these two guys, but just to, to piggyback off that, and I'll talk about it more, you know, as I as I go through my story. But it's it's changing that perception that it's okay to not be okay, and mm. being a strong man is knowing that when you need to ask for help and like that kind of thing, and like that, you know, just changing that stigma of of mental health and men, you know, in particular across everybody, but you know, men in particular because it is hard. Um, <laughs> I love it, but uh, so. How I got to Irreverent Warriors, I uh, I spent six years as as an FMF corpsman. Um, you know, spent my my first duty station was Camp Lejeune, did a pump to Iraq, all that good stuff. Um, and then what I like to say, they sent me where they send greenside corpsmen to die, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, so you know, even even just that transition from being a greenside corpsman, which, you know, you, you guys know what you do for your doc kind of thing to go from that to 
now I'm just another sailor kind of thing at a blue side command. It just already that lack of camaraderie, you know, was something that I didn't experience again until I found irreverent warriors. But so within, within that, the Memphis coordinator, Nick Sawal and I went to high school together and, you know, so I've known him about 15, 15, 16 years now, give or take. And for a couple of years, he's been coordinating the Memphis hike for three or four years now. Um, but he knew he's like, bro, just bring one to Jack's, please. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, but he was like, just please bring one to Jacksonville. And I was finding every excuse not to. Um, and then December of 2020 at this point. So it, you know, we're smack dab in the middle of COVID. I've been working from home for eight months kind of thing. And he was like, just come to the leadership conference in Texas next month. He was like, I'll pay for your ticket. Just come feel it out. See how it is. I'd never gone to a hike at this point. So he's like, just come feel it out. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul, go home. Appreciate your time. Um, but <laughs> So the whole time behind the scenes, he's talking to Cindy, our CEO, saying, hey, if I could just get him there, he's a shoe in. He was like, he will coordinate a hike. He'll be solid kind of thing. I didn't know this. But so I show up. They hand me a name tag says Jackson, Jack's Beach coordinator. You know, welcome to the welcome to the fun. Your hikes in 10 weeks. Um, and normally it's a nine month process that we have built out a guide, you know, a guideline checklist, all that kind of stuff to go through and easily put out easily manageable chunks of putting a hike together. So the first time I go to a hike was 10 weeks after I went to that leadership conference and I'm putting together my own hike for the first time. And again, I didn't I had never experienced, you know, the vibe from IW. So I just put together something that I would want to go to. And uh, apparently it turned out pretty well, had about 170 people show up. But, uh, you know, even just walking into the leadership conference for the first time, like there's just something palpable there that, you you know, it's it's unspoken. There was just there was a feeling of the, you know, like Mark said, these are my people kind of thing without knowing, you know, well, I knew one person in the room. But other than that, you know, I didn't know anybody else. And I, you know left that with probably 70 friend requests and, you know, people that I like to think I'm, you know, going to stick with for the rest of my life kind of thing. Um, but so coordinated in my first one, a couple months went by, I get promoted to district coordinator. So now I have all of Florida and then a couple <laughs> months went by after that, put together another hike. And now I'm one of, like Mark said, one of nine national coordinators. So within a year I've gone from not knowing what this organization is to now I've got 18 hikes that fall under my, under my supervision. Um, wow. But it's one of those things that, you know, and, and I, I tag it with almost every, almost every picture I post regarding irreverent warriors. If you come to a hike, you will find your tribe straight up. It, we've got people that, you know, got to their first command and got admin set. And we've got Vietnam guys that were neck deep in shit, you know, and everything in between. So there's somebody that you're going to connect with. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's unspoken. It's, you know, you, if, if you ever need an opportunity to cry on a stranger, come to an IW hike. Um, but I, something, you know, and how I think, I, <laughs> I think how, how IW helps me is that, well, one, it's finding that camaraderie again, because there's, you know, I don't, I don't know how real sailors do it, Mark, but you know, at least in the Marine Corps community, like you, you are family kind of thing. Um, 
and finding that again is, you know, it just does something good to the soul. Uh, but I think giving me the outlet to be me again, and it's not that I'm not me with my family, but you know, there's two different things. I'm a different person when I'm with vet buddies than I am with my family. And, you know, I'm a family man. I love my kids, love my wife, all that good stuff. But there's just, I don't know, an ability to let your hair down kind of thing. And I think that's one of the reasons that's definitely one of the reasons why our events are just for veterans, national guard reservists and, um, active duty is because when you're surrounded by people that that get it um it it lets you let your hair down with you know for mark and i that's that's a big deal but uh yeah so it it, i mean it really does it gives me an outlet that i can i can have that with those people but still be able to be you know i'm doc in that world but it lets me be ryan at home Wow, that's and so. It, and I, one of the one of the things that I, I caught on there, and it really hit me was, and this is an issue that I've had when we were talking about the tribe and the meeting the people. I had a so, I'll be honest. I used to be the guy who, like, if you told me that you got kicked out for drugs and all this stuff, like, I was really mad, and I was like, "Oh, dude, don't come around here being all motivated and stuff." Like, I, I was really against those people, and then. When I started my podcast, I had, um, well, actually, before I started my podcast years ago, I was on, I was out doing recruiting duty and I had this person come walking up to me and they had hair down to, down past their, all the way down past their waist. And they were like, Hey, Sergeant Bennett, how are you? Do you remember me? And I was like, No, not at all. And I just kept walking away. I just walked away. And I was like, I have no idea who you are. And then he comes, he comes back up to me and he's like, Dude, it's Matt. And I was like, Not a clue. And he was like Matt O'Connor. He was like, I was a pulley when you were a Lance Corporal, da da da. And so we ended up reconnecting. And I find out that he had gotten kicked out of the Marine Corps um, for alcoholism, drugs, and like all this stuff. So then we never really spoke again. We just never really hit it back, you know, whatever. So I started my podcast and I put a Facebook post up and I'm like, hey, if there's anybody out there who would love to be one of my first guests, just hit me up. And he's like, hey, man, I would love to. I'm a recent recovering alcoholic, and um, I would love to talk about my rehabilitation and what I've been through. And so I did this interview. It was one of my very first interviews, um, and we just started talking about, I was like, well, when did you get in, like, when were you first, you know, around alcohol? And he was like, honestly, it was the Marine Corps. He was like, you know, I was 18 years old, and I was so, I was handed a beer, and all of a sudden, I go from this person like, yeah, maybe in, in my high school years, had a couple of beers, hung out with a few friends. But now, all of a sudden, I'm having barracks parties and all this stuff's going on. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I get NJP'd because one of my corporals tells me it's okay to do a line of coke and it'll be good for Monday. And he's like, you know, I will 100% say that I, f- I effed up and I was grown enough to make a bad decision. But he's at the same time, like he talked through it and he talked about how it affected him and and how it affects it him now. And he was like, bro, there's people that I, I should have been on a deployment with that I couldn't have been on a deployment with because I got kicked out or because I got NJP. And, you know, talking about what, what we're talking about right now, it's like with the mental health and with suicide and all this stuff, it's like, those are things that as people, we just don't understand because we haven't gone through them. And then you, you, you know, again, when it, when it comes to the lackluster, you know, 
service or you believe that you didn't do enough or stuff like this, you know, then there's people like me at that time, I was very judgmental. And I was like, wow, like F this dude because he got kicked out. But it's like, okay, well, you don't know the whole story. You don't know what happened or how it happened or you don't know the circumstances. So it's awesome that, like you said, like that your guys is, you know, this is a veteran. It's an organization for veterans and it doesn't matter, you know, those things. Because it's like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Force Recon Marine, Chad Show, but he has a, um, a non-profit called Mighty Oaks. And one of the questions, and it's for rehabilitation and stuff like that. So I had reached out to him and I was like, hey, like, what's your policy on like veterans? Do they need to have a DD-214? Do they need to have a, you know, does it need to be honorable or what, what's the circumstances? He was like, bro, if you were a veteran and you ever put your hand up and said, I'm, I'm going to join the Marine Corps or the military in any capacity, you can you can come and and deal with us um and just submit your resume online so it's just awesome that you guys are understanding that too and it and it took me a lot to understand that too because you know i just spent so much time like thinking like oh you know your service doesn't count and i was that guy i was that guy who was like no you're just a piece of shit. and then all of a sudden i realized like wait a minute you don't know the full story you don't know you know you don't know what happened or or like like my buddy tells he was like you know I knew I was wrong. I was Lance Corporal, but then I get NJP'd and there was no room for me to fix myself. I was just told you're a piece of shit. You're getting kicked out of the Marine Corps. And then I spent the next year of my life getting even more drunk and becoming even more depressed and more mentally, you know, so it's like, what are we doing for those Marines? What are we doing for those sailors, those sailors, those soldiers, you know, so it's such an awesome thing to hear three of you. And I, I think that's the best thing that I'm getting out of this. And I'm so thankful to have three of you here is that all three of you have a different course of how you got to the same destination. And that's the best part about it is, you know, we have two sailors, one Marine, you know, and it's, it's awesome to know that you, what the organization has done is, and that's why I wanted to have this in general is because, when people talk about nonprofits, it's like, okay, well, why do I want to donate to this nonprofit? Where's the money going to go? Where's the proceeds going to go? And then when you have three people who work for the nonprofit who are like, hey, man, the nonprofit's changed my life. Volunteer. We're volunteers. Oh. I was going to make oh, that. Oh, wait a minute. I did not know that part. We are not paid for this second full-time job. Wow. Volunteers. That's even – wow. That just changed my whole entire mindset. That's even crazier. That is even that is even more crazy. Like that's insane. And, and, and what's and what everyone watching who doesn't know this or listening later on, like it all started off with Dan reaching out to me, and then he was like, "Hey, I have someone local that might be able to come to your house." And then the next day, it was like, "Hey, I have a third person that could come on." So the idea that three volunteers for an organization and you believe that in it this much that you're doing what you're doing. And you're organizing the trips and you're, I mean, well, you're organizing the hikes and you're the ones reaching out and doing all these different things is I can only imagine how much it, how, how intuitiveness and how much you have to deal with in order to get one hike like locked on. Like, is that, a, is that, so how does that happen? Like when, like, how do, how do we create hikes? How do we get more hikes throughout the United States? Like, how do we, how do we make this happen for people? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's all volunteers as, you know, as, as Mark and Ryan said. So uh, we do have two paid individuals. That's our CEO and vice president, but um, I would more call their pay a stipend at best. <laughs> An allowance. Um, it's a very <laughs> modest salary. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, anybody that's interested, I mean, just, 
just go to our website, check it out. We can certainly direct you to the right place. I mean, um, but we would love hikes in every location, but like we didn't, we didn't just, we, you know, we don't just give people nothing. We don't say, Hey, I know Ryan's situation is a little bit different, but uh, he had a good mentor. So I know he was backed really, really well with Nick. Um, but um, we have SOPs and policies and, and things in place that people can come in cold and, and pick up. And if they really, you know, put the time into it and, and that's the thing, it's what's the value of your time, right? Like um, we, we are volunteers and we get it, but we understand how important this is. Um, you know, and, and just the sense, like, I, I don't think I can see myself doing anything different, you know? Um, not a bit. It's, it's not, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like, you know, once you start doing it, you just, you realize this is where you want to be. So, yeah. uh, you know, we call it our second job and we tease and we're like, Hey, we're going to give you a pay raise, Mark. We're going to double your salary. Um, but, it, but, but From we say nothing that to nothing, <laughs> right. But I mean, but, but we wouldn't have it any other way. We really would. Um, and it's just like, because you, you get so much more than just pay, right? Like it pays great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You get to meet people like me. You get to come to my house. Yeah. Out, you know? <laughs> right. like I, I think all of your guys' service was just enough to hang out with me on, on a podcast. Like I think, I, I, I think you guys should thank Don and then just be like, hey, thank you so much. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> just let him know, like, hey, I never thought I'd be able to meet Benny. Like, thank you so much. And I know that when you created this, Benny didn't exist, but you knew that it was going to happen. It was all, it was all for, the, for the future. We, we were vision, vision forward. It really does change, you know, change the, the interaction and the dynamic, though, when everybody is volunteers. You know, you're, we're here because we want to be, not because we have to be kind of thing. And there's just that attitude across the organization that we are all here. You know, it's, it's you know, we haven't been able to put numbers on, you know, the lives saved. But it's it's definitely there. What we are doing is Oh, no, it. yeah, 100%. And, and that's the way that I explain it to people. I'm like, you know, it's it's not it's not something that we can define. But if you come, if you experience it, you'll know. Yeah. You know, you'll know. So okay, well now I definitely have to experience one, especially since I'm hosting a podcast about it. Oh, um, yeah. so, so I'll definitely have to do that. I'll, I'll have. And now that I know that you only live an hour away from me, I can physically, you know, pick you up and get you to a hike. Hey, he will. Within well. within an hour of you, you have New York City, you have Philly, you have the Jersey Shore. We have, um, you know, we we have uh, events going on in Baltimore, D.C. Uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Look, we have almost 90, uh, wow. you know, different cities where we, you know, that we represent. Uh, and that's, so that's the goal too, is that it's not, you know, we, we say it at the end of every hike cause we're doing, you know, our post hike briefs that suicide, you know, we cannot, we cannot complete our mission one day a year. So Amen. the idea is that, you know, we use these silky hikes as our foundation on which to build on. They get the most attention, you know, because it's it's a sight to see, you know, anywhere from, you know, 50 hikers in, in you know, maybe somewhere like Hopedale, Illinois, if you can find that. But, you know, then <laughs> you have something like Oceanside, California, where you've got 400 vet, you know, 400 plus vets out there. Dude, um, I'm, I'm excited that he told me that you guys told me about the Jersey Shore one because yeah. <laughs> there is Ocean, Ocean County 
Ocean County, New Jersey has the hugest population of veterans. They have like over 80,000 veterans in Ocean County no from, what I, wow. from what I understand. Um, and I have, a, I have other nonprofits that I know locally. So like, I'm excited. I'm get, but yeah, like, I mean, I, yeah, I was saying yeah, that, yeah, you know, like, the foundation, the foundation so that you can have more events throughout the year and build that local community, you know, cause we travel well there. You'll have people, you know, show up from California, Washington, Texas, you know, the mid, the Midwest, everywhere in between. We try, you, once you go to one, you'll get addicted. You'll, you know, but you, you build that community based on the foundation that comes from the Silky Psyche. Mm. So. That's great point. We, we, so the, the, the cool thing about it is once you go to one hike, right. Uh, you don't want to wait a whole nother year to see those people, right? Mm. They're, they're your people now. They're, they're like, they mean more to you than blood. So do you see a lot of people that go to each hike? Absolutely. Oh, we wow. try, so I, you know, just me personally, yeah. I go all over the Northeast. Yeah. Uh, last year was the first time I got on a plane to fly, uh, to, to fly to a hike. Yeah. Uh, but there, there are tons of people that will, that will say, hey, what hike are you going to this weekend? Let's go. And they'll, they'll all get on a plane <laughs> and meet up in that city. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. you can't wait another year to see yeah. your family. Yeah. Right? I'm about to get on this. Hillary, my wife, <laughs> watching the comments, like, yeah. we're going to the next one. We're going to find out what's the closest one. Philly's happening in June. Okay. Jack's Beach right, is well, in well. March. <laughs> I'll have, I'll, I'll have an, are, are babies welcome? Uh, children welcome? So they, the... that's a good point. Uh, we, we try to, we, we do keep the element uh, veteran only. Mm-hmm. Um, and so civilians are more than welcome to become hike support. Uh, but this isn't really the, um, the, the best environment for, for children. Okay. So we okay. do, we do um, ask that, that you find a, another plan for the kids okay. for the day. Well, I guess you're babysitting that weekend. Um, <laughs> two kids and a newborn, we'll figure it they out. They can meet us at but, stops. Um, <laughs> i love it i love it outstanding um, so um so some of the questions that i really want to talk to you guys about are just what like now that you guys do this well i know that like you said like there's never going to be a stop to it right preventing suicide is not an attainable goal it's going to continue to happen right so what are some of the hopes and dreams that you guys have for it like why do you continue to do it on and every day so something actually at our leadership conference um, last month, something that I mentioned was, you know, if you it, using analogies, if you go back to the beginning of Microsoft, they wanted a PC on every desk, which, well, that, you know, are there desks without PCs? Yes, but it's having that almost attainable goal mm. that, you know, it, it until until that number is zero, we're going to keep going kind of thing. This, you know, this started as just a a reaction you know as mark was talking about with donnie be like i have to do something to now you know six seven years later we have 90 hikes on the schedule 88 80 whatever um and you know it's it's now i don't know the exact numbers but it's probably over a hundred thousand veterans that have been to events and that have been to iw events and have been impacted by our mission so you know like like you said, until until that number is zero, we're we're just going to keep going. And yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead, Dan. 
Yeah, I so I mean, um, I go a little broader just from the context of I hope that our organization really illustrates to people that suicide prevention isn't just us, right? Like, it, it, like we know as veterans, our best solution is ourselves, right? We 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 we've seen the the challenges with the VA and other sort of public systems um, with the resistance, I would say even in active duty. And that's, that's not a, a slam on the military. That's saying that's the reality of the military. They have a very poignant mission and that is to train us very well to kill. And that's okay. That's our job. Right. And, and I think once, once we get past that realization, we understand it. And Donnie says this too, very much. The business of the military is the business of war. We get it. And war is hell there there are repercussions to that right so i think what it is is that we have to recognize that um you know th- that aftermath isn't just affecting those military individuals it's affecting families yeah. it's affecting um anybody that's in touch with that veteran so yeah. the the solution it it has to be everybody around that veteran and around yeah. that, that individual so um i i just hope that you know, our movement, our, our message, our mission strikes other people to say, Hey, I want to be involved. Okay, fine. I get it. It hikes. Maybe I can't go, but I can support or I can do other things. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it takes a community, right? We, we say that no, about, yeah. about raising kids, but I think in the, in the, the general sense, it will take a community. Um, and we use that word very distinctly too, in our own organization, what community really means. And um, I, that's really what it is. Right. And, and, you know, I think the second part is really driving a healthy culture within our veteran community. Um, yeah. And I, I don't mean this again in any sort of negative sense, but we're toxic as shit, man. Like we, we can be so bad with each other um, in all sorts of manners. And I, I mean yeah. that from, from all sorts of ways. And, you know, one of the things we we've done too is uh, we started um, the recover act, like our recover mission, which is a, um, uh, basically a, a, a sober mission within IW. It's a little sub subculture that whatever you're trying to abstain from, and, and we, we use booze and alcohol. Like that seems to be the popular thing. Um, but I'm telling you, there's other things that people struggle with and, oh, and yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, and so it's, it's recognizing that there are people trying to fight their own battles in different ways as well. And we have different outlets for them to do that too. So it's, again, it's recognizing the community at large. This is not yeah. just a, it's not just a singular mission to, for our veterans. It's everybody, uh, everybody yeah. that is, and then driving that healthy culture, really. I mean, that that's super important. Uh, yeah. To get and it's, it, it's so true that you say that with the whole community thing, because like, for instance, like me, my, I have an older brother. He just retired from the army uh, after 20 years. So he joined the army when I was 11 years old, um, right after 9-11, went right to Iraq, lost one of his best friends on my birthday. Um, and the other day I was talking to him, he just retired. And me and my brother haven't really spoken in the past like 20 years. We just never, we were never close. I was 11. He was already grown enough to join the military and move off. So we never really had a close relationship. And then all of a sudden now, he just got out of the army and now we're starting to talk more and we're starting to like connect more. And, and, and the other day I was talking to him about 
the veterans, you know, veteran assistance. And like, I was like, Oh, have you, you know, applied for a claim? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't need to do that. There's nothing wrong with me. Why would I do that? I, I, I didn't suffer from anything. I don't have any issues. And immediately it became this hostile conversation. And I'm like, Oh my dude, like you watch two of your best friends die. You don't mm -hmm. think any of that has anything to do with the things that have happened to you in the past 20 years of your lifetime, you know, and that's why I think like when, when it comes to the community thing, it's like he would for 20 years, my whole family, we never saw him. He never talked to anybody. So like the whole entire, our whole family was affected. His children were affected by, it, you know, in this service. And now it's like, okay, well, if you need the help, okay, how are you getting the help? And it, even if, and there's a lot of people who don't think they need help and it's like, well, maybe you do, maybe you do need to have an, you know, maybe you do need to go to a hike. Maybe you don't need to get, you know, any pres prescription or anything like that. But so there's, there are two kinds of people who come to our hikes to, to any of our events, whether it's a hike or an event. Um, the, the first kind are those who, who recognize they need help. And the second kind are those who don't think they need help, but want to be there to help others. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we realize that the two are interchangeable, mm -hmm. right? Because when you start talking to other people and, you know, there might be a, a connection that's made where you, someone's telling a story and it just elicits tears. Mm -hmm. It brings out emotion and you know, these are emotions, you know, as, as we mentioned earlier, it's in the military, it's all about F your feelings, mm -hmm. right? Um, in, in irreverent warriors, we say un F your feelings. Yeah. Um, you know, it's okay yeah. to, to be emotional, yeah. to, you know, to recognize that you're sad, that you, uh, that you're upset, yeah. that, that you're angry. Yeah. These are all acceptable feelings and it doesn't mean you're broken. Yeah. Right. It just means you need to be in the presence of others. Yeah. OK. Uh, you know, it's 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 about, you know, getting in that foxhole with your brother or sister. And we're not trying to drag you out of the foxhole. We're trying to make sure that you're not alone in the foxhole. Mm. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So when you're when you're, you know, waging war in your own head. Yeah. Uh, you're not alone. Yeah. So. You know, those two kinds of people, even the people who go there uh, and say, look, I've been I, I'm in a good place right now. We're still prone to 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 feeling emotion. We're still prone to feeling vulnerable. And that's OK. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, the, this. The, there were very few people within our organization who are incredibly well adjusted. Yeah. Right. Um, who are, uh, who are 100% handling their experiences perfectly. Um, we all have struggles. We all have tough times. We all have down times. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all feel the quicksand on occasion. Um, so, you know, it, it really doesn't matter whether you need the help or not. Yeah. Right come out to our events and if you don't need the help be the help right be there for someone to share their experiences who's having the trouble yeah right mm -hmm. um that's 
that's really the, the most amazing part of this organization. We, you know, you asked the question earlier about, uh, you know, zero suicides is really an unattainable goal. I don't care. Right. The, the, the thing that keeps me going and I started off as a, as a hiker in 2016. Yeah. Right. I joined uh, the New York city organization, you know, leadership team. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, my first hike was in 2016. My first New York city hike was in 2017. I joined the leadership team in New York city in 2018. I became the New York city hike leader in 2019. Wow. I like, I just, it was like crack to me. Yeah. But yeah. the good kind. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, you had years. That must be nice. Right. <laughs> and, and like every year I was like, give me more. I yeah. need more. And for me, it's not about the number that I'm saving. Yeah. It's because I'm not saving anyone. Mm. Right. I'm providing an atmosphere. I'm helping to provide that atmosphere. Me and my leadership team. Yeah are providing that atmosphere where everybody saves everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's what, what keeps me going. Mm. Well, does that make sense? Oh, no. Did I explain that right guys? Yeah. 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 It makes, it makes sense because like going off of what you're talking about, like that's why I started my podcast. Um, and it, and you know, the feeling that you have is the feeling that I have when I don't want to do another episode. Or when I have someone, I'm like, you know what? I feel like just rescheduling. I'm not about it tonight. And then I'm like, okay, but you've had people, you've had people who've reached out to you and told you, hey man, this is helping me. And now I'm like, okay, well, if I'm helping one person, okay, well then I have to do another episode. Then I have to talk about another organization. And and that's that's why I want to have people like you guys out here, is because it just means so much to me that there's organizations that have been created to do this and do exactly what you guys are doing and to understand that we do actually care for our community. You know, because like while I was on recruiting duty for four years, all I ever heard was, oh, veterans are toxic people or veterans are horrible people and or or America doesn't care about our veterans. And it's like, okay, well, no, that's not true. We have people. And that's the big thing about a lot of veterans is that they don't know what's afforded to them. So that's why I wanted to create a place where I could have people like yourselves on here to talk about the purpose of what you're doing and how you're doing it. Ryan, did you want to say something earlier? I feel like I saw you raise your hand. No, I I got my I got my chance. But even you know, talking about talking about your resources, you know, we we do have people in the VFW and whatnot that you know at the top, the Department of Veterans Affairs, as that are that are now kind of pushing our mission as a means of unconventional therapy, basically. Because you know, like I said, it doesn't have to be written down, but if you co- if you come, you'll feel it, you know, somewhere. So where, um, so I know you had said the next one's in Philly in June, or what well, is the next, so how does that work? Like, is there somewhere that we can find where all the hikes are? And Yeah, irreverentwarriors.com. So irreverentwarriors.com, uh, up at the top, you can click on events, and you'll see uh, uh, the entire calendar of events for the year. Um, we've only had, what, three hikes so far? Yeah, uh, Hawaii, so two, actually. We got... Um... Puerto Rico coming up this weekend. Oh, that's right. Puerto Rico is this Sunday. Yeah. Um, so we have something like 85 more events to go throughout the year. Oh, wow. Um, so Philly is the closest one to us right now. That's why I mentioned that in June. But there are hikes, you know, if you want to fly out to Puerto Rico this weekend. Hillary. Get there. 
get me a flight right now. Get there. Before the end of this episode, find me a flight. Um, but if you, if you can't make it to Puerto Rico, there are tons of events throughout the year. Uh, get on Facebook, search uh, for Irreverent Warriors. Uh, there are groups set up in, in every city that we, that we have a presence in. Um, if you don't see a group in your area, send an email to info at irreverentwarriors.com. And we will either put you in touch with the group or we will encourage you to start your own. Uh, and we will give you the tools, the training, and the, the, um, the support to, to, you know, to get your, your efforts off the ground. We're, we're international now. We are uh, international. You know, yeah, we, fancy. <laughs> we, have one, we have one in Montana this year. We have one in Alaska. We have one in South Dakota. Like, They're not international, bro. That's totally international. I know, but I'm saying we are international <laughs> and also in obscure <laughs> locations. But yeah, you know, Normandy, France, You're right, London. Yeah. We do have London. Uh, we're looking at Vancouver. Uh, we have Frankfurt, Germany coming in 23. Uh, Normandy. Normandy. Normandy, France is is um, another oh, wow. one. That you're, so. you're never very well, far from an like IW. Germany. And, <laughs> well, get, I, I'm, I, want, I, I want to be an addict already. Like, <laughs> bring it. So here, here's a question for everybody. Um, so if you can't find yourself at a height, or if you're currently, if you can't find yourself at a hike, how do you help assist in the prevention of suicide? What can you do when you're talking about being a part of that community? Because that's the biggest part that matters. How can, how can, how can families or non-military members support? And then also, how can you just be a part of that community if you can't go to a hike? Sure. So we, we have a, a very active uh, social media out, outlet, right? So I think that's probably the best way to probably introduce folks who aren't going to hikes or, or just, start, you know, and I totally understand that. I, I mean, I get it that some hikes may be a little bit too far away or whatnot. Um, but what we will say is this, is that, and, and Mark alluded to this earlier, we're not just limited to hikes. Um, we, we are expanding and we're saying events of all sorts, right? So whatever it is, um, but I would say first go to the social media groups. Um, our our Facebook nomenclature is pretty straightforward. It's IW dash um, dash whatever the city is. Uh, so then, you know, you can find kind of in general that group, or if you just Google again IW whatever city you're in, and then um, uh, that Facebook group, you can most likely find it, or you can contact us at info. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. That's good. That's perfect. Um, but I mean, in general, though, too, it, it isn't just hikes, right? It, it's more any sort of events. Um, we're, we're actually expanding. We saw this year we have an outdoor adventure group that has been just, I mean, it's going bonkers. And I mean, people doing just saying, hey, man, I'm going to go for a hike in the woods, right? I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to go fishing. Um, I want to go archery shooting. I want to go skiing. Um, Riding it, it motorcycles, whatever. If it happens it, outside, that's what we're putting the parameters at. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, fit in a nice, neat hike. It can be whatever you want it to be. And and the groups locally in the cities too. They're they're definitely doing a lot of just you know events. They're going playing skee ball. They're you know hiking. They're 
uh, just going out for picnics. They're having family events, you know, and that's where I think too, where we don't always think like, Hey, Oh, you know, I get it. The hikes are specifically for the veteran, but there are a lot of groups out there too. In the cities are saying, Hey, no, this is a full family event. Bring them out. Right. We're having friends givings. We're having, um, all sorts of things. I mean, you name it. I think it's, it's probably happened, <laughs> um, from a local context and, and it's, it's really what you as the individual to want to do. So, if you join the groups and you say, Hey, I'd like to do this. Most people are like, yeah, let's do it. So, um, yeah, I think it's kind of what you make it too. Right. So, <clears throat> so, um, another thing with you, so a lot of this, I know you had said that you, that a lot of this helps you with your own life, mentally, physically, and emotionally. So what are, besides the hikes, what are some other things that you guys do for mental, mental, um, mental toughness and stuff like that. Like I know that you had said before talking about being a better father, being a better husband, like what are some things that, because as I said, like I said before, it's a huge topic that I've been trying to discuss with a lot of people, especially now that I have three veterans, you know, with me, you know, is, is how do you, you know, correlate what you're going through as a father and or a husband and explain that to other people so that they understand Not And now mind you, I'm not saying like those people out there who are like, Hey, I'm a veteran. It's okay that I go crazy and have roid rage and have PTSD. Like, you know, I'm not saying that. How do we explain to people what we're going through, how we're feeling so that they understand what's happening? If that makes sense. I, I go ahead, Mark. I think you were going to start there. So, well, I, you know, that's, that's a good question. Um, the, I guess the short answer is, I don't have to explain it to anybody mm. because I have this outlet. I don't, you know, look, I, I still say I, I still eat my meals in 15 minutes or less. And when I do, I, you know, I eat, you know, I, I turn the, the plate like I would the tray, you know, I, I still have all of these quirks, but I don't have to explain it to anybody because yeah. what, what does it matter? Yeah. Right. I have quirks deal with it. It's okay. You know, with my family, um, what's actually helped me is to talk to my family about what I do with IW and not really make it about myself, but about the, the, the mission in the organization mm -hmm. to the point where my, you know, my, my wife uh, is going to be volunteering this year, is going to be hug support this year, um, which is an amazing thing, right? Uh, you know, it, it's, she's seen the benefit and the value of me participating in this organization without even seeing me in the, in the element. Yeah. Right. So she recognizes the benefit and she's, you know, looking finally after what, six years, uh, you know, she's going to actively support me now instead of passively support me, yeah. which is an amazing thing. But when I'm, you know, when, when I'm with, uh, at, when I'm at work, yeah, I have quirks. That's okay. I don't need to explain it to you. This because I can, I can exist knowing that I'll have my outlet, right? And thankfully, I've made IW such a part of my life. Um, because when I'm done with my work, I go to my other job, as as Dan mentioned, and I I, I do IW things. Yeah. So, you know, I get that fix every day. Yeah. Because I'm talking with 
other leaders and I'm talking with prospective hikers and I'm talking with sponsors and donors and I've, I've made, a, uh, you know, I've made my, my community and, and I, how do I say this? I've made, I've almost molded IW around my life so that I can exist in my life. And then, you know, it, and it's okay because I have IW around it. Mm. Wow. Uh, so that's, that's me personally. Yeah. And that, that's really helped me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because every night I know I can go down to my office in my basement and do things for IW. And play Dungeons and Dragons or whatever else he does. Well, I do that too. I set up a Reverend Warriors Dungeons and Dragons uh, during the pandemic. And you know what? It was it was amazing. It was so cool to. I was joking. So you know, during the pandemic, you know, there was especially in this area, it was so isolated. Oh yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I said, look, I needed to communicate with people. And it was a great way to do it for two, three, four hours at a time. Yeah. Right. Where, you know, you can you can just have fun doing something. Yeah. Right. And it just happened to be rolling dice and telling a story. Yeah. And it was really cool. Um, and, you know, it, it was a great way for us to not feel so isolated. Uh, because in, in the very beginning, so in 2020, when the, you know, when New York city first shut down, we were supposed to have our hike on D day. Mm. Um, and by April, we knew that wasn't going to happen. Right. And so we're like, all right, great. Our veterans aren't going to get together. So what are we going to do? Yeah. And we basically said, no, this can't stand. So we rescheduled it for later in the year. And we said, we're going to do what we have to do in order to get veterans together. Right. And we're going to, you know, when we're in motion, we're going to be six feet apart. Great. And when we're stopped, we're going to put on masks. Fine. Whatever. We're going to be outdoors. We're going to do what we have to do, but we cannot stay isolated. Yeah. So I've made it a point to surround my life with irreverent warriors so that I'm not isolated anymore. That's so awesome. Yeah, Benny. If I if I can add there, what what yeah. Mark's talking about is is purpose. I I think in the end, you know, when you if you want to put one word to this, it's purpose. Amen. Like I hear Mark, I hear Mark talking about all those amazing things, and trust me, I can side with him because he knows I had to switch DC to Manassas on the whim because we had the same challenges. But it but what it is, and I think what people find overall this organization is purpose, Amen. and. And I mean, literally, the purpose to live as well. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll tell this real quick. The boys know it. But um, we have our social media coordinator, Lewis, who had a death day scheduled. It was scheduled. He knew when he was going to commit suicide. Um, he was preparing himself. He had moved. He had facilitated finances. He was preparing to kill himself. And he didn't because he came to a hike. Um, and, and I, I say that story very legitimately because that's, it's so powerful when you hear that. And I'm telling you, the man is amazing. I love that guy so much. Um, it just, you know, and it's just like the thought of losing that guy, like hurts me deep, you know? Um, but that's, that's, it's purpose. It's, you know, everything Mark explained was purpose. No, and you're so, and you're so right because like, 
you know, so I, I just so like from myself, like I, I got off of active duty and I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I had no idea. I was like, okay, I can go back to my normal job. I can be a, a mailman again. And like, I went from being a recruiter for four years and I was like, but I'm going to go back to doing like a mean, a minuscule job to where I give someone their mail and then that's it. And I was like, the, 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 yeah, I get it. Like, I changed someone's life because, like, their bill is not late. Like, whatever. Like, you know, I got their Amazon package on time, you know, like, they're not mad about it. But in my mind, I was just like, it's not the same. It's not what I've been doing. It's not like the purpose was gone. And then my, you know, my wife was like, hey, you should start a podcast. And I was like, what am I going to talk about? She was like, dude, you don't ever stop talking. So just start a podcast. And now, you know, here I am. And that's exactly what it is, is like the purpose. And, and that's what a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are so quick to get out. And then they realize once they get out, they're like, okay, well, what do I do now? Because for that time that you were in, you had a purpose. You had to be, you had a job that needed to get done. You had to be a formation at this time. You had to do this. You had to do that. So every single day for however many years you were in, like you had a purpose every day. Even like when, you know, like my wife, my wife, as soon as I came home from Afghanistan, me and my wife were engaged, were newly engaged. And my, as soon as I got home, I was like, hey, I'll go back right now. And now that you think about it, you talk about it, it's like, okay, well, why? Because when I was there, I had purpose. I had a, I had a schedule. I had to do this at this time and, and all these things. And then you come back to the civilian world, and it's not the same. It's like, okay, well, if I wasn't here tomorrow, you would find somebody else to do it. And and now it's just, just a different world that, your per and especially when you're transitioning out and that's the huge thing about it when you're getting that transition out is they don't talk to you about that like no one nobody says hey man you're gonna get out of the marine corps or the navy or the army and you're gonna feel like you're useless and you have no purpose <laughs> like they that's not in the slideshow like that part of it is not there they don't tell you that part they're not like hey man one day you're gonna sit there having a beer and all of a sudden realize like wow I feel useless right now. Right. You know, and, and that's the thing. I feel, about I feel that in my core. Yeah. Like, I, I know exactly yeah. what you're describing. And, it's, and, and, that's what's, and that's what a lot of people deal with. And that's why you have these suicide rates. Because people, they, they're not prepared for that. They're not prepared for the fact that, and, and it's even the guys who did 20 years, who, who retired. Mm -hmm. And those guys who did, you know, they were the pinnacle. They were the top. And now all of a sudden, nobody cares that, hey, you were a sergeant major. Or a master gunnery sergeant, they don't know what that means. And now, for the first time ever, you're back to being a normal human being, and you feel like, "Wow, what's my purpose? Why am I here?" And that's, that's what like they do. They do a horrible job of explaining to you what you're getting out. Yeah. Brian hey, in the comments. Well, thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, Brian in the comments. He's you know the Lexington coordinator. He's a retired master sergeant, drill instructor. You know. He's did the deal, and this is where he's found his people. Came to my hike last year. That was the first one. Now he's coordinating one. Mm -hmm. So just to show you how quickly, and I don't, I don't want to use the word addicted because you know there's a negative connotation to that. But there's you, it immediately you're like I need more of this, you know, because this is what I was missing. So. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you, but it just fit with what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, and that, and that's the big, and I'm glad that this ended up here, but it's because like, 
a lot of people talk, I, I've heard that a lot. It's like, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And even myself, like right now, I, I work at a college, don't really enjoy the job. I have this podcast, but it's like, okay, well, I feel like I'm worth more than that. I feel like I, there's something else that I'm meant to do. Well, well, what is that? And it's like, you know, you feel like I lost this purpose. Three months to learn the basics, four days to transition out. Yeah, true. As my man, you know, Anthony, right. thank you. But it's the truth, you know, and they, you know, like for me, when I, when I transitioned out, I was on recruiting duty and mine because of COVID was virtually. Mm-hmm. So they, they literally emailed me a PowerPoint and were like, Hey, read through this PowerPoint and you're done. And I was just like, and I'm a reservist who's already been a civilian before. So I've, I've already been accustomed to, to being in the civilian world. But that was even more than I got. When yeah. I when I was out, uh, you know, I just my my enlistment was up. I went in to the XO. We had a five minute conversation, um, and he gave me one bit of advice, and I still remember it to this day. Uh, my my whole every bit of of advice that I got when transitioning out was the one sentence that my XO gave me. He said, obstacles are things that people see when they take their eyes off their goals. And that was all I got to transition out. I had no idea. I was a bosun's mate in the Navy. I was on a Marine limousine. Uh, I was a bosun's mate. And we're deckhands. We, you know, we tie knots and steer the ship and all that. What the hell am I going to do when I got out? What does that translate to? Yeah, I probably could have gone, you know, and worked in a, in a harbor or something. Uh, I, I wound up working in a, in a warehouse, but I, you know, I felt like I was already a part of something bigger and now I'm working in a warehouse. I'm picking pencils in, in, in a, an office supply warehouse to ship out. What my, my purpose was completely gone. Yeah. All right. Then I tried to, to go to college, but, uh, then September 11th happened, and I'm like, no, I can't. So, you know, I I went to, uh, you know, to, to try and figure out another career that, that made me feel the same uh, purpose that the military made me feel. And I, I didn't realize it while I was in, but I had a purpose, right? I didn't think of it in those terms. Yeah. But now that I'm out, I missed that. Yeah. And I missed it for for 15 years. Yeah. Uh and so if you don't mind me asking, yeah, how how was that 15 years before if I Do you know how many times I wrapped my car around a tree in my head? I was I can't tell you how many times I contemplated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I you know, there there are some people who, who will say it was strength that I didn't, or weakness or failure to commit or whatever. I don't, I don't see it as any of that. I just see that I was treading water and sometimes I wasn't able, I, sometimes I started gulping water. Right. But for the most part, I just treaded water until I found purpose again. Mm. Um, and I, I can't tell you why I didn't wrap my car around a tree. I can't tell you why I didn't, you know, end it for myself. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. Yeah. So, you know, it's 
I, you know, uh, I'm just, I try not to think about that too much. <laughs> I'm just thankful that I didn't because yeah. it's brought me to where I am today. Hey, dude, it, it, it's, uh, I'm thankful that you didn't because you're here to have this conversation. It's, and, and thank you. I appreciate that. But it, it's, it's even stronger than that because IW has helped me recognize the potential within myself mm. to the point where I'm now trying to better my, my personal life to match mm -hmm. my IW life. Right. So I'm now, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I work in it and I'm going back and getting certifications so that I can elevate my, 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 my work yeah. to match the kind of work that I do with IW. Mm. So it's, you know, it, it's challenged me, uh, and, and for many, and I think Dan and Ryan, I think you guys might be able to, to, uh, back me up on this. Oftentimes, Irreverent Warriors has a way of recognizing potential in people who don't recognize it in themselves. Uh, and, and when that happens, we have two choices. We can either rise up the rest of our life to match Irreverent Warriors, or we can say, I'm scared by what IW sees in me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it and, and you know, stay in my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm... I'm blessed that I'm part of an organization that can recognize that, that talent and, and, and uh, amazing quality within so many people that we challenge each other to rise up. Mm. I'm, I'm a perfect example of that. <laughs> What's that? I said, I'm a perfect example of that. And every time I have the promotion, you know, talk with Cindy, it's thank you for believing in me, you know, cause I sure don't, but it's it's one of those things that it just you 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 find the passion in this in this organization because it is it is worth it. My wife will tell you I have a second job because it you know might as well be, but it it is so worth it for the impact it has on like on me personally. It's you know it's just a, it's an incredible organization. So what I've gotten all out of all this is two words: passion and purpose. That's what I've gotten out of out of all of this is that you know at some point or another we've we've all lost a sense of purpose, didn't know where to go, didn't know how to find it. You three found it in, in, in Irreverent Warriors. I found it in my podcast and in my family as well as you guys have with your families. And then the passion to persevere through all of it, you know, because at the end of the day, like you said, you didn't you didn't know why you stayed here every day, but now here you are. You've reached this destination where you can help other people with their mental toughness and that you can help them with their suicide ideations and you can tell them the same stories. And that's what, that's my favorite part of all of this is being able to say, Hey man, I've been there. Mm -hmm. And like, and, and, and also at the same time, it's okay. Well, Hey, maybe, maybe, and this is something that I've realized too is okay. Well, maybe I haven't been in your specific shoes because no one can be, I'm not you. I don't have your mental, mental capacity, but, I've felt this in my own life in this capacity. And now we can talk about that and let you know, like you guys are saying with, you know, talking about these hikes, like talking about stories and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden your emotion comes out of nowhere. And, you know, and, and you know, and that's what it is, is that a lot of people just don't understand that. You know, like I have, I have an older uncle who um, he's never, he doesn't speak about his service in the army at all. He will not talk about it. He's, you know, severe alcoholic or, 
you know, severely dependent upon, you know, either marijuana or alcohol, one of the two. And he will, you don't know anything about his service. He just doesn't talk about it. You know, and that's the thing is that like, okay, well, how do we get you to talk about it? Or how do we get you to feel like, you know, okay, you don't want to talk about it. Come to this hike. And now you hear other people talking about it. And now you want to realize, okay, wow, it's not just me. Okay. There are other people going through this stuff. Like that's, that's, and, I, and I'm so glad, like, I'm so glad that you guys came out tonight to talk about this because I've, I've heard of irreverent warriors for years, but I've never known what it is to this capacity and being able to speak to three people about it and what it's done in your life and how it saved you. It just, now I feel like I'm, I've been an advocate for it. Like I, I feel this like way. being a part of this <laughs> conversation, <way. laughs> I already feel like I've gone on 20 hikes. Not to discredit your 19 <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll have you covered. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's summed up simply. It's on all of our branding. Bring veterans together. It's on my polo. Yeah. It's on Mark's polo. It's yeah, on Dan's yeah, polo. Yeah. Those three words. It's, you know, you could be walking in an airport and see a guy wearing a Marine Corps hat and you just give that like knowing nod and you're right there kind of thing. It's, it's that yeah. expounded that you don't have to talk about what you did or what you didn't do or any of that, but just knowing when you have two veterans together, there is some kind of connection there that's palpable that you, you just feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, Benny, to your point, man, like we encourage all sorts of partners, however you want to call it. Right. Because that's, in the end, like, again, that goes back to that community concept. We're, we're here and we know it's going to take an entire community. So it, it's not us versus everybody else. It's us and everybody else. Yeah. And we know, and we know that. And, and, and that's maybe that's a little bit different of a, of a thought pattern, but I'm saying we know that and we need folks, you know, I mean, you're a perfect outlet to, for folks to hear it and, uh, I mean, we just appreciate it. We appreciate you having us on and, and, and just just having a conversation. I mean, that's more yeah. important thing. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. The next one's got to be all four of us in person. That's the next <laughs> yeah. one. We'll figure Good that sure. one out. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll do a hype, and then right after the hype, we'll do a podcast episode. Yeah. Like, I just don't do up golf during the winter. Y'all can y'all – Here's the my man. So. <laughs> but, all right, well, hey – Thank you. Every, I think that's, there's no better uh, better way to end it. Does anybody have anything they want to share with us before we end this? Um, you have anything more on your heart or any anything? And also, where do we find you? I know we said the the IW slash whatever city, um, but where do we find you on Instagram, Facebook? Um, how do how do people become a part of Irreverent Warriors? Yeah, so um, our, our webpage is probably the easiest. It's just www.irreverentwarriors.com. Um, and then I think if you go to Facebook, Instagram, um, probably would be best to go to our flow page. We have a flow page. So if you just go flow page slash irreverent warriors, we have all sorts of social media outlets, um, and including what's the gaming platform, guys? I, I always forget Discord. that. Discord. 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 We got all sorts of stuff, too. So. Oh wow! And um, apparently, you guys play Dungeons and Dragons as well. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, look, gaming takes all shapes and forms, Hello. right? <laughs> but yeah. All right. Roll all for right. initiative. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks everybody for coming out. I really appreciate it. Um, and everybody who's listening, make sure you go follow them on all social media platforms. Find your closest hike. 
sign up for it, um, reach out to them to become a partner and or become somebody a part of the team. Um, and let's just do this together because it, it, it is a community of people that's going to fight fight this. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having us, Benny. Thanks, Benny. Thank you.